I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Celestian and their incredible new Neo 250 Copperback speakers. Sacrificing none of the delicious musicality of your favourite Celestians, the Neo 250 Copperback is a neodymium speaker that supplies tons of tone without the signature cone breakup immediately associated with the classic Celestian growl. Rated at a monstrous 250 watts, the Neo 250 works together with your amp to provide fantastic dynamics, delivering all the headroom and touch sensitivity you could possibly need. All that at a modest £5, which is that's like 2.2 kilograms. Check them out at Lean Business in the UK, Tube Amp Doctor in Germany, Algam in France, Eco Music in Italy, Ebolaud in Spain, plus gear for Music Toman and Backstrop. And if you're in the US, then you've got retailers like Sweetwater, Musician's Friend, AMS, Parts Express, Loudspeakers Plus, and of course, Amazon. For more details, check them out, Celestian.com. Hello and welcome to a Summer Nam 2019 special edition episode of the world's number one guitar podcast, Guitar Nerds. I'm your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Mark Packham. Summer, summer, summer time. And Jay Cross. Hi. There, exactly. <laughs> so, well, wonderful. We have, a, we have a Summer Nam special because there is an awful... It was it was a busy summer now. <laughs> because this, there this, is an, this, awful an awful lot. It was an awful lot. Oh, an awful lot. An okay. awful lot of summer Nam products. It feels like a busier summer Nam uh, to me than it than it normally is. Certainly more new, exciting stuff there. Do you think summer Nam's getting bigger? Is it becoming more important? No, I think it's that there's uh, certain brands that have too much stuff every year to release it all at Nam, and then they do the kind of they do the second half at summer Nam. I don't think there's more stuff released. I just think it's that uh, the big brands are releasing more and more stuff. I, I actually think there are there is more stuff coming out, but also I think that there's just more awareness of other companies. Yeah, releasing stuff, so we get and it could just be our little bubble of interest is you know blinding us from the real world and none, none of this really matters to yeah. anyone except for the three people sat around this table pretty much but uh yeah i, I think it's bigger i i don't know 
I can't really remember how much more stuff was announced last year. I just remembered not caring about Summer Nam too much, and now it feels like a major, major event. Certainly, Fender and Squire have released an absolute ton of of uh, of stuff. Yeah. Um, before we delve into the news, I was though, say, we're going straight in. This is unprecedented. No, no, no. We're not going to go straight in, but we do. Are we going to talk about our empty chair? There's oh Matt Knight's not here yeah, this week. Yeah. yeah, Matt Knight has just got back from Summer Nam and he's he dead, is, basically. He's exhausted. Yeah. He is an exhausted man, and so asked if he. I could mean, if you this if he really episode. cared about us, he'd have stayed up. Yeah, I. All he's got to do is turn on his computer and talk into yeah, a microphone for an hour. And he was half, like, like, I feel terrible. It's you know, whatever. People would still you like should. him the best, even if he was yeah. just really yeah. tired and grumpy. Speaking of liking him the best, we should talk about the results. The results are in. For last week, Mark Packham's special episode. If you haven't listened to last week's, listen to that before you listen to this episode. Yes. Because we're about to spoil what happened in last week's Great Guitar Shop Draft 2019. It was the, uh, yes, the 2019 Guitar Shop d- Dream? Dream Guitar Shop? Dream Guitar Shop Dream Draft. Dream Guitar Shop like Draft 20. Fantasy Guitar Shop Draft. Fantasy Guitar Shop Draft 2019. Yes, the results are in. We put a poll out on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. And Matthew Knight came out on top. You should have read it backwards. Oh, should I? Yeah. Oh. Should have okay. said in fourth place. Oh, sorry, you're right. Okay. To hug in Tam came first. Very good. Very good. No, I meant like fourth to first. Oh, okay. Is is that because you wanted first worst? Second. Wait. What? Second's the best. Yeah. No, no, no. Wait. Hang on a sec. No. No. First worst was Mark. Right. The first worst. Second worst. Yeah. Was me. Yeah. Third worst. Yeah. I don't really understand this, but you. Yeah. And then worst, worst. No, best, worst. No, best. worst. Oh, no. The least, he was the worst, the worst being worst, the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, was Matt. Was Matt nice. And honestly, that simply comes down to uh, people being idiots and, <laughs> and liking Matt too much. Matt, Matt's job genuinely also, was very you good. Being, you, you being up there, that's just people... Uh, that's people. People who vote for you are the people whose friend requests you haven't accepted yet. Right? Yeah, and <laughs> they're, 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 they're just trying. They're trying to get in. I have a lot of those. That is the weirdest thing. You accept any friend request? <laughs> yeah, I do. But you, you've announced it again. I don't accept fake people though. Like I do check them, you know, to make sure they're legitimate I don't think you do. people. I don't think you do because I've also had people friend request me, and the two people that they're always friends with, Joe Branton, yeah, Ryan Burke, oh, yeah. and. Some of these people don't look real. Well, <laughs> you two are just doing it to boost your numbers. I have an authentication process. I'll sure you know. do. Yeah, I sure do. I do. What's anyway, your authentication process? I just check that you know that they're, that they're, they're real. I check that they. <laughs> All right, Mister Zuckerberg. <laughs> My authentication process is I authenticate them. <laughs> I check if they are real. Anyway, yes, Matt, Matthew Knight. Uh, Matthew Knight came top of the list. His shop was very good. He did something that none of the rest of us did. It was that he stuck to a single thing and he tried to make his shop premium and full of like cool, uh, sort of boutique, high end bits and bobs. As he I made said, his sh- as a I good s- place no, to go. Shut up, Joe. As I said on yes. the group. Uh-huh. To people who were saying, oh, you know, your shop is cool, but Matt's just, oh, it'd be so great to go and hang out there and check out stuff. Yeah, Yeah, it would be cool to go out there and hang out and check out stuff. You know what you're not going to do there? Buy anything. And you know where you are going to come and buy stuff? 
at your old mate Jay Cross's Fender yeah. and Squire Emporium. Well, well obviously, you know, pe- more and, people thought they would and, buy you know, stuff from the brand. I tell you, what, what did I call I tell it? You what you're not gonna, I tell you what you're not going to get at what? your, your at my poxy guitar death. shop is the uh-huh. MXR ISO brick. You can only get that mm, from mm. the exclusive retailer of those things, yeah. my shop. Yeah, that's... Uh, that, that is true. But well well done. You beat the host, Mark Packham, who came in last. I don't know why, because I thought mine was great. I, but... I, I thought yours was terribly terrible, and you did deserve <laughs> uh, you did deserve last place. But but I, I feel I'm that... going back to the document. I need to just I need to see the evidence. I feel I can't that you, remember what I picked. you had you were so focused on hosting that maybe you some of your choices weren't no, I think went I... to a normal Mark Packham standard. Well let's have a look. Marshall, great. Yes. Reverend, Who, great, yes. Who's buying Marshall anymore? Dan, Dan a Electro. Very small amount of people care about Dan Reverend. Electro, yes. JHS. Yeah, JHS pedals, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Milkman amps, okay, we, that's a bit niche, but it's a good brand. It's just it's Wampler just... pedals, you know, one of the biggest boutique manufacturers. We got our acoustics cover by Atkin, brilliant, like really good. You're going to regret this, photos. Chapman Guitars, come on, one of the big internet brands. Charvel, if you want metal, we've got it. Alexander pedals, also niche. Look at that pedal coverage. Anyway, moving we got on. Wampler. Yeah. Moving we got on. Alexander. We moving got on. J- this is boring. Jets. This is boring. Yes. Anyway, we do uh, as, as much you as you mute him. Yeah, yeah. And, and you. As well. Last, well, I'll, I'll mute the, the second and third place, uh, the third and fourth place people, shall I? And we'll just continue with the first and second place people. <laughs> Your last place in life, mate. <laughs> mute yourself. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, I'm going to have to hurry us along. That was the results. Well done, listeners. Thank you very much for, for voting. And, Let's not hurry. And making... I've right, got to hurry along because it's the Summer Nam special and we've got loads of stuff to talk about. Just before we do, uh, you two went to a modular fair, the Brighton Modular Fair the other day. Slightly not 100% a guitar topic, but still a very interesting one. How was it? Couldn't tell you anything about it, really, because oh, it all looked Were you amazing. on the source again? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> it all looked amazing. And, you know, I had some conversations with people and they were saying words I didn't understand, things like LFO and uh, like synthesizer. Mr. Blues Guy. Yeah, that one. Um, it, yeah, it, it, like everything that looked great, but what it made me realise the most is that I know absolutely nothing about so modular out, gear. So out of our depth. Really? Like, so out of our depth. You know, been in guitar, been in and around guitar shops and music shops for nearly 20 years. And I didn't understand a single thing that I saw. We just at- thought that our f- effects pedal sort of know-how would would transcend to completely yeah. exactly that <laughs> absolutely didn't uh, what was interesting there were some guitar pedals there so um weirdly people there was at least two um synth setups because it was like a mix of like manufacturers but also there was a room where people just bought their own stuff at least two of those rigs had el capistan uh, as part oh, yeah. of their rig um a couple of boss dd3s the as well capistan. yeah a couple of boss dd3s classic, a, a classic pedal um but yeah, mostly I felt like um, what it would be like, you know, if I took my mum to like Nam, she wouldn't understand what anything was. And that's how I felt at the Modular Festival. Right. But yeah, what it's meant is um, I've been doing some reading on stuff and, you know, finding out key brands, finding out what's going on in the UK. Um, but yeah, still a lot of learning to do. Oh, because, so Modular Nerds coming soon. Yeah, it's like reading Shakespeare to a dog. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really cool and it was very interesting, but... Like Mark says, I didn't really understand any of it. No. Um, there was some cool stuff, though. There, there was a couple of manufacturers and distributors there. So Source Distribution were there, who distribute both uh, Moog and Rode and uh, Eventide. 
in the UK. Oh, cool. So there was there wasn't an uh, an H nine there, but there was a uh, an even tied rose, which is a pedal that I've not actually ever seen in the flesh. Yeah, right. Um, and unfortunately, I couldn't hear it because. It was hooked up to something with a keyboard, which is something that I know literally nothing about. So I, I just looked at it and it looked nice. Oh, yeah, that's, that's absolutely lovely. And Roland were there as well. Uh, no Matt Knight, oh. thankfully. Yep, he was in America. Um, but yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, some of the, I, I tell you, you know, people might think that our community is nerdy, but is it another level? <clears throat> so as well as were you like being... the cool kids? Uh, it depends who you ask. Right. And m- basically everyone would say no. Oh, okay. But uh, what was really interesting was they had the they had the kind of area where the manufacturers were, and I think there was a couple of shops there and a couple of distributors. And then there was a whole other section that was basically the DIY community, and that's people who had right. brought their own... Home base, B&Q. B&Q, yeah, basically, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, like... Like that. Uh, no, they they brought their own rigs, their own synths, their own modular setups that they had uh, put together themselves and were just letting people have a go in them. Oh, that's quite cool. It was, but like I say, I didn't understand any of it. It was completely, <laughs> completely mad. There was one synth there that was called Deckard's Dream, Ooh. which was really cool, yeah. I thought. That was, that was a great name. I don't know if you went in there, but the thing that I understood even less was the video synthesis room. Which is Where was that? It was around the back. And it, no, I totally missed it. It's just that. basically so there was no audio because they're not. It's not like oh they're using synthesizers and then that sort of converts into whatever's going on the TV. No, they're using modular bits of kit to make visuals on these TVs, and it was absolutely bonkers. You know, I couldn't. I thought I couldn't be further from understanding what was going on, and then I went in the video synth room. There, but there was no sound. No, no sound. <laughs> It was literally just using synthesizer parts to make stuff happen on a TV. And it just looked like teletext to me. I don't really understand what's going on at all. Um, but yeah, that is something that I uh, have no idea. Absolutely no idea. That's mad. Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I felt very out of my depth. Well, So following on from that, uh, yesterday, so we did that yesterday morning. Yesterday evening, I went to uh, a really cool show um, and this show was a screening of a documentary, the 1989 documentary about the Apollo moon landings. Right. And uh, what I haven't realised was, and I, I'm pretty sure I've not got this turned around, but this documentary was, uh, uh, Brian Eno was heavily involved in the uh, in the, the the sound composition. for Hence the, you going to see it. I hence assume. me going to see it. And of course it's, you know, the moon landings and it's still, it was the 50th anniversary of, of, the, of the moon landing, which was, what you know one of humanity's greatest feats well if you believe that it happened yes i suppose it is yeah well i mean you know even if you don't believe it happened another one of humanity's greatest feats right, yeah. just conning stanley kubrick just conning the world you know it was a great deal. however you look at it it's a great feat but um <clears throat> the uh the this documentary which is great it was soundtracked by live orchestra performing brian eno's record apollo uh-huh. uh which is one of my f- absolute favorite records if for people who don't know about it, go and listen to uh, this song "An Ending." You probably would recognise it. It's been on. It's been used on a bunch of adverts and on uh, TV shows in the past. It's it's on like one of the Planet Earths, right. I think, on BBC Nature documentary, and it was on. Uh, it was used on Twenty Eight Days Later as well. So you probably would recognise it. But it's just this unbelievable piece of music. But yeah, it was it was performed by a, a live orchestra, 
and um, some of the gear they were using was like quite interesting. I mean, the the diversity of the instruments that were being played was bonkers. Even by the individual people, you know, I think when you're good at one thing, you tend to be good at a load of it. So, like, you know, there was a, a geezer playing a uh, a bass clarinet, and then after a while, he switched over to saxophone. And then the people who were playing flutes were also playing like you know, synth and <laughs> there was a guitarist at the back. But what was really interesting was there was a guy playing uh, pedal steel, uh, playing pedal steel, lap steel, pedal steel. And uh, I think, and I, I was a bit far away. I couldn't quite uh, see for sure, but I think he was using a Milkman amp. Oh yeah. Which was really interesting. Oh, and that was just cool. kind of behind his setup. Um, but yeah, the whole thing sounded great. Although the, one, one thing I will say is it, it really had the feel of a load of punk gigs that I've been to where the band has rolled up like 20 minutes before they're supposed to go on because the first maybe 15 minutes, well, the first like 10 minutes or so, there was, you could audibly hear kind of stuff being brought, levels being brought up, you know, like they'd done a line check. <laughs> line they, check. Had, they hadn't done a proper sound check we, or whatever. Can we get a line check? Yeah, yeah. It was, it, I, I mean, I thought that was really funny. There was There was a point where there were people singing and I could see they were singing, but it took maybe 15 seconds or so for the, the faders to come up so that nice. you could hear they were singing. Slow gear. Probably yeah. had a slow gear. Oh, that's probably what it Just was. Just on yeah. the whole mixer. Yeah. <laughs> Just every channel going through the boss slow gear. <laughs> but yeah, it was dead good. No, that sounds amazing. Well, we should uh, we should talk about uh, Summer Nam because there is an, an, there's an absolute ton of stuff to get through. Uh, very briefly, before we uh, dive into the, the products released at Summer Nam, <laughs> Uh, Line 6 Helix supplemented um, all the Summonam releases with a 2.8 software update. You're not going to do a news jingle? What? Do you think I should? Well, this is news, isn't it? I guess so. Here it is. Yes, thank you very much, Mark. I should have really got that. Anyway, yeah, Line Six, uh, Line Six Helix introduced the two point eight uh, update, which uh, which had a ton of stuff. And this this should be interesting for people with them without Helixes, um, of course, with because this is the first update since Lines uh, since two point seven or Yamaha. <laughs> Uh, since 2.7 yeah the first update since 2.7 but it's uh, it's the first since they've acquired ampeg so one of really the, yeah so one of but the that things was, wasn't that like two that was years? Like a year ago no, wasn't it? well uh, i don't know well this is the first update in in uh, i don't know how long no, it was but that can't be true well, it is because they changed all the names of the ampeg models on the helix so that right because before they were obviously like VST. Yeah, yeah, it was that sort of thing. Whereas now they are all, they just say what the amp is, you know. Right, okay. Um, They also added um, the, uh, they they increased the Ampeg model line. So they added the Ampeg SVT4 Pro, um, which is wonderful. Like a gorgeous, really, like really clean Ampeg with a load of tone shaping because you've got the regular uh, EQ and then you've got a big sort of, I don't know, seven band parametric on there as well and and one of them that that mid shift control that ampeg um sort of released on a lot of those the pro line models but that was really cool they also went and did the ampeg scrambler drive pedal and they threw in the uh the sans amp um bass driver as well 
uh, included that. No, I know that's not Ampeg. Uh, yeah, but but yes, they included the Sansamp bass drive. What? Driver. It's called the Sansamp bass drive. Uh, well, actually, that one obviously no. The okay, they've right. called that the zero amp bass DI. <laughs> <Right>, nice. Um, <laughs> Just but, uh, just to correct you, live correction on the air, so we don't get it in the uh, in the Facebook group. Uh-huh. It's actually not the first update since they acquired. Okay, well, uh, it's the Epic. first. It's the first time that they've changed the sure. the names. Just then. wanted to, you know, backtracking, backtracking, backtracking. They could have done it. They could have done it at any point, but they chose to do it on this one. And they've added uh, <laughs> the Moog um, or Moog uh, Moogafoga. Um, what have they called that? The filter, uh, the the filter for that. They've called it the Asheville pattern. Um, but, right. uh, but what's yeah. the relevance of that? I'm, I'm not sure. Asheville I'm not sure. is that where I'm sure you is that yeah, where yeah, Bob yeah, Mike's from? Yeah, probably, probably so better. But they've gone Asheville, they've, North Carolina. You know the Analog Man, Prince of Tone, and King of Tone. Yeah, yeah. I oh, know he's from New York, New York. That's a hell of a town. <laughs> so I hear. No, he died in Asheville. Oh, there we go. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. That's sad. I shouldn't have been um, quite yeah. peppy about that. I'm <laughs> so excited. I didn't mean to be. Sorry. But they they included the Analog Man Prince and King of Tone, which they've named uh, respectively the Air Air Apparent and the Tone Sovereign. Um, It was quite (laughs) nice. (laughs) But it's really good. It's a really good update. There's loads of actual more. um, Those are the new pedals and amps. Uh, Oh, there are a load of new Fender amps on there, Jay. You'll be you'll be pleased to know. I don't think there are Um, all these. um, All all these carry over to the uh, Stomp as well, right? Yeah, that's right. So you get them on the Stomp, the LT, and the uh, the the regular amp. I'm sort of tempted by the Stomp. I mean, it's a fantastic, it's Just a fantastic some, product for headphones. Yeah, there's loads of there's a there's a big actual uh, kind of the brains behind it update as well. So it's not just new stuff. There's yeah. there's also a big upgrade to the way you can use the Helix and and things like that as well. But I thought super cool. But you know what? You know what? Uh, happened at Summer Nam that I think is very exciting that is absolutely hot on the heels of uh, this new Helix update. No, Joe, tell me. The Kemper Profiler stage. Okay, second correction. That did not happen at Summer Nam. No, because it hasn't happened. Well, it, it, when there's, it's, there's, it's, there's official information about it. Yeah, but it didn't, ha- it didn't yeah. happen at Summer Nam. No, just, that's just true. making. Uh, yeah, I would like that. Well. I would like to draw attention to the fact that that is two corrections for Joe. <laughs> we, are, okay. um, we are known as the factually fact, factually accurate. Guitar Fact- podcast. Wow. Factual. What are you drinking? The factually accurate. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the fat factual. We're the fattest guitar podcast yeah. as well. Ph. Um, yeah. Always with a ph. Yeah. Um, Double yeah. T. We like to get stuff correct. Yeah. And fat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Kemper Profiler stage. So, uh, so I think actually all of the information isn't supposed to come out until the twenty fourth. But um, after after I think what was initially perceived to be a bit That's of a today. Leak, it's not. It's twenty second today. Uh, today is what, when it goes out. The podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. The, yeah, today that the podcast is out. Yes. Today, the day of yeah. There, there is is the full <coughs> the full news. Certainly, the initial videos um, for the Kemper Profiler stage were were uh, claiming you know full full release on the twenty fourth. But I think after a bit of a leak, they've just gone and thrown a load. Yeah, of I mean that's, out that's when it's actually available. But yeah, like mm. now, I mean all the info is out there. It's on Music Radar and stuff. So um, yeah, it does look as though they have just brought the release forward because yeah, because of the because, because of the it seems time. weird that they would wait until a handful of days after Nam. Mm. Yeah. If that wasn't what the intention was, because for people who aren't keeping up, 
there was a leak of this. Yeah. Some they, by the looks of things, they lent one to someone to do some beta testing, and that person accidentally put a picture of <laughs> so it good on their Instagram. <laughs> so good, um, <laughs> but super exciting. I yeah. mean, it's kind of about time. But so just because so, I was, I did a little bit of reading on this this morning, but I didn't get enough time to properly delve into it. What's the deal? Because because they already do a foot controller for the Kemper, right? Yeah. And and this is both a foot controller for the Kemper and a standalone unit that you can use without a Kemper profiling app. Yes. So, well, I don't know if it's... A, I don't think it's a foot controller. No, no it, it would it's just not. be... It is essentially a Helix. The, so yeah, the press the, release is worded very weirdly. Um, it's not that. It's it is just it's like a helix. It's, okay, it's yeah. not I'm sure they're absolutely loving the fact that we're referring to this as like a helix. <laughs> sure, by the way. But you know, it's the it's a good point of reference because it's yeah. kind of that is the thing that people kind of uh, see as the floor based amp modeler. Right yeah, now. of course. And I mean, a Kemper in in head form had the the profiler and they had the the power amp, which was their profiler and a power amp, so you yeah. could use it as a standalone head. This, of course, doesn't include the power stage very much, like the yeah. You know the the rest of the Helix GT one thousand um, doesn't come with a uh, an expression pedal, but obviously has an expression pedal in. Unlike most of the uh, most of its competition, I guess you know Helix GT one thousand, the Moore G three hundred, which we're going to be doing a load of stuff on uh, very soon, as we've just got one. For oh, Moore. have we? Yeah, so we're going. Nice. Yeah, we're going. I'm glad we, you tell us about these things well, before gonna, we talk about it on air. Well, we, I'm going to bring it along next week. We're going to have a bit of a deep dive on it, and we're going to probably talk about it on the episode see how it compares to the competition but yes this uh um the the kemper one looks fantastic yeah um sort of you know completely obviously in line with um you know kemper's uh kemper's kind of visual and then it's it has all the all the additions that you'd expect so you've got your easy access to a looper your tap tempo um it it looks like this is a cool product they have priced this quite above the competition it's pretty premium isn't it yeah but then i think kemper sort of maintains itself as a um as kind of a as a premium version of the uh of the various things that you can get what do you think i'm just having a look um to see what is the price for the non amp version of the head about two grand no it's not UK that much pounds. it's not that much um so oh, it's called it's just called the rack isn't it uh, let's have a look. Kemper profiling rack. I think it's about thirteen hundred quid. Oh, maybe. I mean, that's a great price if it is. Mm. I mean, they've they've introduced some cool things here. So one of the my favourite things about the uh, about the Helix is the fact that uh, it it has a pair of send and returns, much like very much was the uh, the cornerstone of the Boss MS3. Yeah, the fact that you could bring in you know outside effects. You can do that on the on the Helix, can you? Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. You've got two send and returns on the on the Helix. Yeah. And they've uh, they've included two on the on the new Kemper, yeah, okay, um, as well. So, yeah. so MSRP on the profiler rack is sixteen nine five, and they are saying the floor version is fourteen fifty. Yeah. So, I mean, it's pricing seems in line, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's a different price to something like the Helix, but this is doing a different thing. Obviously, it's got the kind of modelling. It's got the well, um, this profiling is you can, in there. You and, can you know, profile your own things, and that is what will always separate of course, from everything yeah, else. Of course. I wonder. I, I assume they're making it kind of backwards compatible. You can tr- you can load everything onto your 
onto your PS1 memory card and sure. transfer it over. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, via it, the Rumble I, I pack. Would, I would assume so. It's got USB in and out, so I assume that there is, there's a way to bring your settings over. Um, it does say that it comes with hundreds of guitar amps, um, so I assume there's loads of presets and stuff in there, and then obviously you can profile yeah. your own as well. I think that's that's the big thing, and that is what will that will, that is inevitably what will get uh, lost in the in the noise of people talking about this. Is oh, well, it's so much more money than the Helix. It's like, well, yeah, sure, but you can't do this or that with the you know they're, I, they're different products. I, I they just it, look similar. Yeah, exactly. I, I do think it's um, it's interesting. I can't decide which is the better idea. So Kemper, you can profile your own amplifiers which means um when you want to update your kemper when you want to change the things you have access to you do it whenever you want you can do that based on you whereas of course with the with the helix you're waiting for those updates but it's like a christmas present yeah yeah from from helix every time you're getting every time they do an update now the other day i updated to 2.8 and i got you know five new drives 10 new amps and like just for just for typing in my password onto, yeah, onto yeah. helix and that's really cool that's really fun yeah um yeah i do i mean the thing that's kind of always been attractive about the kemper stuff is you could get, let's say your mate's got a studio and he's got you know 20 different amps you could just go there and profile all of those and to me that seems cool rather than just waiting to get them you know waiting for the company to do them then you have to download them yeah um but yeah i mean it's kind of benefits either way isn't it if you've got no access to that kind of stuff then yes, it's probably better if the company provide them for you. This is this is kind of it. I do feel with the Kemper profiler, unless you are us, it's well. You, can you? You've got to have plenty of access. Can to, you not download other people's profiles? Well, you, I guess you can. Yeah. So you if can. someone goes, "Oh, I've got a really good JCM at hundred. I've done the profile." And you, also, but also as well it? as well as that, people are selling them. Oh, are they? Yeah, right. yeah. There's there's kind of a a, a like aftermarket a black market for right amp profiles that i've seen and i've i i know a couple of people who've been doing it gonna, oh really not gonna grass them up but you know oh, well, there you go i mean certainly with the line six helix they have um their i can't remember what it's called tone tone thing line, tone home to, I'm tone not, house uh, a line six helix tone cave tone, tone zone tone uh, tone, the tone, tone pool. No, I can't remember what it's Temple called. Temple of Tone. No, uh, I don't. Joe know. Branton. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But um, but yeah, the line, Temple, the Temple of Tone. Yeah, uh, Nine Six have their own Cole. their own sort of tone web uh, website where you can What's download called? all the. I can't remember. <laughs> where you can download all the different um, uh, all the different things for uh, all, like people's people's built um. Sorry, I was, <laughs> that was bad, wasn't it? I was just mumbling. I was trying, I didn't know why my phone was suddenly on. Did you turn my phone on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do right. that quite regularly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but where you can download all the different pre-built things. Actually, I did that today. I was downloading people's uh, pre-built dual bass rigs. It was, uh, it was a load of fun. Anyway, we should move on. Did we talk about Boss's synth pedal previously on the podcast? I don't know, did uh, we? No, we didn't. I don't last think week we, we didn't have. Do any news, We've did just we? spoken about this so much yeah, ourselves. Yeah, between so I us. was like, have we done this, Mark? Tell me about the Boss synth thing. <laughs> okay, so there's two new be- uh, pedals from Boss. Obviously, if Matt was here, he'd do a much better job of talking about them than I, than I will. Um, but the first, the Boss SY1. Um, it's a compact style pedal um, that just does good synth stuff, basically. Um, it's got... 11 different synth types with 11 variations within each. So 121. Um, 
Does it work like that? Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, and then obviously you've got some other controls on there as well. You've got like um, amount of effect, there's tone or rate. You know, there's I think there's different... Those controls vary depending on which synth preset you're on. Um, I think it was super cool. So I had listened to it on the Boss website where they've got a ton of sound samples. And it was actually more usable than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I don't think of a synth pedal as being usable. No, um, and, you know, it does that. It does that thing of like, yes, there's some like drones and stuff in there, but also it's got much more kind of like dynamic stuff, almost like almost kind of wah style effects in there. Um, and you can get like almost like humanizer tones out of it. Um, they describe it as leads, pads, organs, basses and others. Um, I thought it was it's a pretty cool thing. Um, and, you know, the problem has always been this kind of stuff before is that first firstly you know those old pedals you need the pickup for it the gk system yeah um and then what was the one they brought out recently the sy300 yeah it was which is is a lot more money a lot more money and and a big pedal big pedal exactly that so yeah this is the the first time really that they've done the kind of good synth thing obviously the syb5 has been around for a while but it's it's an old pedal and it's kind of limited in what it does but this is this is kind of the thing is i don't think anyone's ever going to be using one of these all the time so no. the choice of either sort of butchering a hole in your guitar to fit the pickup or you didn't um, need to do I that know, but you've got to stick it on haven't you it depends what those sticky pads is. never work very well exactly like. so it's a choice of either you know and it looks rubbish so it's a choice of either doing that or having a massive amount of yep. real estate dedicated to it this seems like the right thing and certainly according to a poll on uh on the Guitar Nerds Facebook forum, this was the product people were most excited out of about. Of Summon M? About, of Summon M. Oh, wow. There we go. I didn't expect that yeah, at all. Exactly. One thing that's worth mentioning is it is doing... Um it's not doing the same type of synthesis as you know a product where you'd use the GK pickup because essentially what that's doing is you know uh, it's got that hex pickup so it can better track the individual strings so you can do drums and piano and all that sort of stuff. This is more down the line, I guess, of like you know your classic um, synthesizer pedal like the Electronics pedal or like I said SYB5, but it's kind of taking that to the the nth degree. You know you're getting like organ tones and stuff out of it. Um, it seems really cool, but not the only thing that Boss released at Summoner. They also announced the RC10R, um, which is uh, probably it's in the same housing as those other dual pedals they oh, released it's recently. The two, all part of the 200 series. Yes. Um, so this is a new loop station. To be honest, I haven't done too much digging into it because it's a loop station. It's not really my thing. But the key thing seems to be that it's got rhythms built in. Um, so you've got 280 drum patterns supporting almost any musical style wow. apparently samba uh yeah i mean i doubt there's any like you know uh, trot grindcore or anything in there um what was that other power violence there will there'll thing? be blast beats uh, will there <laughs> there'll be a blast on a beat. boss loop station yeah. there'll be some blast beats well if not you can just turn up the bpm oh uh, that's true yeah just go to turn anything up the bpm on a fox S- trot. On samba <laughs> um and yeah that's really it there's so uh you've got foot operated drum machine real-time control over songs sections and fills so i guess they're going after similar to the digitech trio that here's, kind of vibe here's the thing do you remember the boss me 50b yeah the uh the bass you're going to talk about the kick drum it had a manual kick drum you could turn the wah pedal into a volume pedal into a kick drum that worked like you could hit you used your foot to be like and when you did four when you did four it then remembered the the rough rhythm and would take it rough rhythm but yeah which was a bit annoying because i always wanted to be like 
And didn't do that. No, because as soon as you've done four, it starts going. So it's just a tap tempo. Yeah, but it makes like a kick drum sound. Oh, kick drum tempo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 16 different drum kits, again, in a whole range of musical styles. A couple of other things that are interesting. Um, it'll do MIDI in and out on TRS jacks. So no messing around with MIDI cables or anything like that. Um, and you can also send... Uh, it's got dual outputs. You can send loops and rhythms to separate... That um, is good. ...separate destinations. So you mm. can That send, is very good. Dry, you know, you can send your loops out to your guitar amp and you can send the drums and stuff straight out straight to the PA. Or the other so, way. Or the other way. Yeah, send all the drums out to your guitar <laughs> and send just the plain guitar sound out to the PA. Um, it basically, it looks like it's kind of almost really a step up from like an RC30. It seems to be doing yeah. similar stuff, but in a, a package that's more in line with what we'd expect from a modern boss pedal, yeah, I, I think very cool. Do you, do you know a retail price on that? 299 USDs. Ooh, that's so about like the same pounds. price as a... It's a chunk for a looper, it's, isn't um, it? it? I think it's somewhere in between RC30 and RC300. Was Right. There's an, oh yeah, oh, there is a three. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the big long one. Yeah, exactly that. It's it's somewhere. And in between there was the uh, there was the one that the the tabletop one they did. RC five oh five. RC five oh five. Just the one for, for DJs. DJs speaking, and beatboxers. Speaking of uh, DJs and speaking of synthesizers, DJ boys, may I introduce you to Fishman's new triple play connect? Go that's on. right. Talking about uh, you know Boss abandoning the idea of a MIDI pickup that you would fit to your guitar. That is exactly what Fishman have just released. Uh, connecting via magnets to the uh, the bridge <laughs> area of your guitar, you can fit this convenient um, triple play MIDI pickup that works with an app uh, for your iPad or iPhone or possibly Android device. I don't know who has an Android. And uh, and, and you have access to, to turning your guitar into any type of instrument you want. You know, much like... Um, Bagpipes. Yeah, I'm sure bagpipes are there, but there are loads of organs. The app includes things kidneys. like... Uh, yeah, you can turn them into kidneys. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, what? No, it's fine. Uh, you can, yeah, you can turn it into any type of instrument you want. It you also gives organ. you access. Oh, I see where you went there. Yeah, see, yeah. I thought it was more random than that. No, 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 I don't. No. no, that was good. That was that was more on point. But yeah, you can. Uh, the app looks really cool. So you can you can turn your guitar into loads of different instruments. Um, there's a there's a looper there. You can you can record riffs that you can then upload via via the app wicked, to, wicked, wicked. to share with people. Um, so- and, I don't think he's ever come out on this show, but for a while when we were working at GAC, uh-huh. we had a character that was basically Tom Morello, but he was explaining how his guitar sounded like a DJ. But when for you some say, reason... When you say we had a character, it you was, mean we had an inside joke? We had an inside joke that was Tom Morello as as a DJ, but for some reason he was Northern. So he'd go, oh, you know them sounds? It's not DJ. It's not DJ. That's me. On my guitar, that's not <laughs> DJ, and now you can actually do that. That's uh, that's. It's no Fishman triple play. It's not DJ. It's me. <laughs> oh God. The triple play. I tell you what, it was pre-revolutionary when it came out. Yeah, I re- I remember we could not get enough of them. They were. Could they we? were. No, we couldn't get enough of them. Really? Yeah, oh. they were really popular. Really, really popular. My- I think it's because it was one of the first, the first pickups. 
the first aftermarket pickups that did this. Yeah. I know that Roland did something and they had the the, but it worked the GK5. With, yeah, but you had it? to get the specific GK3? pedals. Remember they had like, yeah. you had to get the octave pedal yeah. if you wanted to do the octave effects with it. You had to get the synth pedal if you wanted to right. do the synth pe- effects with it. It was, it was but the, too, too the, much gear. The triple play was really pretty impressive when it came out so yeah. the fact that this you know they brought out a new version of it is it's, it's very this cool this is cool this is a ton of fun obviously it's not something i think anyone should take too seriously it's a fun it's a fun thing for like recording your own loops or you know making your guitar sound like a bagpipe i kind of like that at the uh, at the bottom of the app it shows you your fretboard and uh, you can watch on the fishman website listener there are loads of mini videos like super cheesy uh, little videos that they've made of uh, of people like playing tracks in and it like moves around there's a little dot that moves around on the fretboard depending on where you're playing like real time with what you're doing and i was like wow that's that's that is pretty cool but yeah um that is the fishman triple play an absolutely ridiculous product jay cross fender released so much stuff I, I don't know what you want to start with yeah i mean this is why i was away for so much of the summer basically because we were doing tours going to going to shops going to kind of trade events and telling people about all the stuff telling you know guitar shops and telling the press about all the stuff that we've got coming up so the fact that very little of it leaked out was actually pretty exciting yeah um so i don't really know where to start because like you say there there's so much to talk about i guess probably the the I, you know, I don't want to take up the whole thing, but I guess we should start with the Squire stuff. Because yeah, I, I think, think the Squire stuff's the most The Squire exciting. stuff is, is so cool. So basically, carrying on from the refresh of the Classic Vibe line at Winter Nam, there's a load more guitars and basses within that line. So I'll just kind of blitz through them and stop if you want me to... Tell me to stop if you want me to. But so 50 Strat. Yeah. Wasn't this already available? A classic yeah, 550 strap. Yes, it was. But basically, it's... So, my understanding, I'm not 100% sure, but my understanding is the stuff that came out of out Winternam was basically uh, the vintage modified stuff coming into the uh, into classic the classic vibe, vibe series. series. And this is now more the stuff that was classic vibe being refreshed. Got it. So... It, what is it? Is it just colours or is it... No, no, no. No, no. no there new pickups. Some, there are some... One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool right, new cool. stuff as well. And there's some, new, there's some very cool new stuff. But yeah, basically, you've got all your so yeah, standards. Go, go so through all the standards 50, and then we'll talk about the fun things. So 50 Strat in you know a bunch of colours, including um, Fiesta Red, which is very exciting. Very exciting, because that was only available before as a Simon Neal. No, you could get the you could get it as a classic vibe. Oh, could you? Yeah, but right. also existed as a Simon Neal. But that, so that's really cool. Uh, 60 Strat, so uh, in uh, Lake Laurel. Placid Blue. Laurel board, yeah, I think. It's all Indian Laurel now on the Yanny. all of the Squire stuff. No, Laurel. Laurel. Um, 50s telly, so Butterscotch Blonde telly. Uh, 60s telly custom. 60s telly thin line, which is very cool. Is that new? Because that wa- wasn't that... Um... There was one, if you remember back in the day, there was one of the was early... classic class- vibe? Yeah, it was. was. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's... Another one, which is cool, and then the the bases the bases are very cool. They're coming a little bit later. The guitars are coming out sooner, but there's going to be a fifties precision bass back again in a proper fifties uh, non split single coil yeah. P bass. Very cool uh, pickup. It looks fantastic. the The plate I've never really got on with because they've done a white plate rather than a black plate. Well, also it's just that like upside down pickguard. Oh, you don't like that? I'm oh, not okay. a big fan of that, yeah, but it is, it's a base that you can't... The only other place you can buy that is Custom Shop. Well, essentially, the, the because they now offer it in Sunburst... Now, originally, they did do, previously in the Classic Vibe series, they did do this base in blonde with a with black With a black guard. I remember... And then they released the lighter colour with the, with the white, which, right. which is there. But now, there's a Sunburst with a white guard, which is essentially a Sting signature. Yeah, model. totally. That's what I was going to say. And the thing is, those those bases were really popular, and they were like £800. Yeah. And we know the quality of the Classic Vibe stuff, so that's that's very cool. It's, that, that is really exciting. Talking about Sting, just a quick aside, because that's what we do. Um, I watched the Sting and Shaggy um, <laughs> Tiny Desk concert the He's other day. He's playing an SG. Oh, no, that's in the music video. Yeah, so Tiny Desk Concert is a thing run. It's the YouTube channel, I think, of All Songs Considered, which is an NPR podcast, I think. I think all those details are correct. And they get people into the studio to do the songs, mostly off their new album, but also some classics. Um, and they're, they're literally sat in the offices behind someone's desk. And usually it'll be you know a couple of people playing guitar. And, oh, that's also reminded me of another tangent. I've got to talk about something I bought in the Patreon. We'll do that oh, yeah. in the Patreon. Um so they do these concerts behind the desk, and yeah, usually it's like how big's the desk? Oh, it's like, it's a tiny desk. Oh, okay. Um, and it will be a couple people usually, maybe you know a couple couple people on guitar and maybe a couple singers and stuff. Um, the Sting and Shaggy tiny desk concert is really good. Oh no! And I wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, I, no, like, no, no. I don't even like the police. I'm a big fan of Shaggy, admittedly, but I don't like the police particularly. But the tiny desk concert is so good. Sting playing bass doing loads of cool stuff on the proper Sting bass. He's yeah. not like just bought, you know, like something cheap along with him to the gig. He's brought the the one. Shaggy's just singing, wearing all denim, loving oh, of it. Course. Um, and they've got a couple backing singers and then they've got a guy playing um, an acoustic. I think it's a Gibson acoustic, but like pretty much exactly as you would hear on like the police records. And it sounds so good. Like I can't even tell you. You have to go and watch it. It's so good. Sting and Shaggy. I can't believe they're just like mates. Yeah, 
Do you know, totally. it's just so and, funny. And it's like when they're playing together, it's like not even ridiculous. You're like, yeah, this works. I'm, <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> anyway. So, okay. So that's the that's the 50s P bass. It, it really does look amazing. Yeah, it very look, cool. The, the, I mean, I prefer the white one to the to the Sunburst one, but the whole thing looks great. A, a welcome addition, definitely. Uh, 70s P bass, which again looks absolutely banging. Now, they so did this can, before, but it was black with a black plate. And you can still get black with a black plate, but you now also can get... A walnut with uh, big block inlays. Very 70s. Uh, it looks amazing. I really like it. Um, classic vibe. Jag bass, uh, which has got what you would Concentric controls. Concentric controls, uh, PJ configuration. Uh, the one for me, the cream of the whole thing is the 60s Mustang bass. It's uh-huh. Olympic white, mate. Uh, no, that's cream. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so absolutely fantastic. Proper, again, split Mustang single coil pickup. Proper Mustang pickup. Oh, it just it looks amazing and they're like 350 quid. Yeah, I kind of do think at this price point because it's so close to the offset PJ Mustang that Fender do. I don't know if it's going to sort of put those ones out a little bit. Yeah, I I don't know really. I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends whether you're buying something for I mean PJ is definitely going to be more flexible, I mean, isn't it? The the other side of that though is the the classic vibe line has always sat pretty close to the yeah, lower so. end Mexico Fenders. stuff. Yeah. So you know it's no different to the conversation that we've had on here a million times, which is someone coming in asking to buy asking what telly we should buy, me suggesting a classic vibe, and then walking away with a must with a uh, walking away with a uh, a Fender one, you know, a Fender uh, standard, standard telly, yeah. It's you know it's, it's exactly the same. It's um, I I think this whole line is is quality. So yeah. So that's that. Um, what should we do next? Well, the other thing oh, that the that other came Squire out, stuff. Well, this is this is this is the point. Yeah, I mean Squire have been have knocked it out the park. Even yeah. when we talk about the Shell Pink HSS Affinity Stratocaster, that is very bullet, very cool. Bullet Affinity. Oh, is bullet, it Affinity? Affinity or is it? Bullet? I thought it was Affinity, oh, but I can't but, remember. Uh, I'm not sure. Nonetheless, it was around 150 British pounds for a Shell Pink HSS, like which is the best moddable pickup configuration. On a on a strat, I, that is very very cool. But more exciting than that, another addition to the classic vibe series, which also got an affinity and also got a contemporary bullet HSS. active bullet, not affinity. Oh, sorry, bullet. Um, that also got an affinity and a contemporary active. The Starcaster. Yeah, so back this in three different versions. So I've had I knew about this ages ago, and I've had to keep it this well under wraps. So outrageous. Well, yes. Okay, so this did kind of slip out. Yeah, it did. Um, so, but that's that's fine. Uh, so yes, as you say, the three squ- the three Squire series. So the classic vibe, the contemporary, and the affinity. So Starcasters are all all three price points essentially so Outrageous. with the classic vibe it can be it you can get it in sunburst uh you can get it in black and you can get it in walnut i think yeah i think uh, no it's not is it are you sure it's i think it's walnut, walnut and not natural because it might no, be I walnut. Think it's no, walnut. i think you're I'm, right i'm yeah. pretty sure it's walnut um so that's really cool it's got um new pickups in the, which they're still the wide range they are yeah and uh it's just it's just amazing it's it the it's whole, good, there's such gorgeous guitars and yeah. the fact that 
it was always something that I kind of fancied the idea of, but before when it was only available as a either a classic or a classic player, I can't it was what a series. it was a modern player, modern yeah. player that yeah, was yeah. it, and it was still I think there was still like six fifty seven hundred quid, and I was like I really like this idea, I really want one, but it's not going to be my main guitar, and that's just past the amount yeah. of money I want to spend yeah. on something that's a bit of fun. Totally, and you know if you want to go even further into that line the fact that there's an affinity as well so the affinity comes in white black and red no no just red and white i think yeah so uh, no it does they do do a black yeah there's a there's a black a white and yeah a gorgeous candy apple so those are just uh open coil humbuckers um you know they've it's maple necks they've made the headstock more simple as well on the no Affinity the headstock ones. is the same no, it no, just doesn't in, have the swoop yes that's yeah yeah so it's uh the shape is the same but there's like a black there's a black swoop as jay put it on the bottom of a starcaster yeah uh headstock it's just plain maple on this i yeah. kind of loved how simple it looked it reminded me of like the jennings headstocks that they have on their uh, on their telly style guitars, but for me um, that might be the best looking one out of the three. I think it, it looks fantastic. What a wonderful moddable instrument! Yeah, as well. I, th- I think so. I think that's where most of these are, are going to go. Excellent. And then the other one is the contemporary, which is the series. most exciting. So this, well, this is the one that's going to split opinion the most. So How? this, because this follows on from the rest of the contemporary series, which is uh, the Jazzmaster and Strat and Telly, which were announced last year. Yeah. Uh, so this has got twelve inch radius. Yep. So super flat and uh, no f holes, so which is very great. weird. It's a, well, it's a sealed. It's still a, it's still semi hollow, but it's yes. sealed to to reduce feedback because, yep. of course, it's got the active, active humbuckers, the SQR, which uh, are the same pickups that are in the Strat and the Tele and the yeah. Jazzmaster. Uh, and yeah, the, uh, what's really cool about this is with the um, with the rest of the contemporary series, the Strats and Tellys and Jazzmaster, they've all got matching headstock, right. so. In order to keep that aesthetic, the swoop at the end of the on the on the headstock, it, de- it changes color depending on what color. Oh my goodness! It looks guitar you've and, got, and the fact that it's available in surf pearl. Surf pearl. It looks amazing, mate. Honestly, it looks yeah. absolutely incredible. What are the other colors available? Uh, in this surf range? pearl. Uh, some sort of blue. Yeah, that's. Oh yes, there's a really gorgeous blue that I like. Kind of a pelamy sort of thing. Um, yeah. What, what's uh, the what Fender version of pelam? Lake Placid. Le- uh, yes, but I think this is lighter than that. Color. I think no. it's lighter than that. Do you remember that awful Mexican blue? Agave. Is, is it called agave? agave yes, blue. it looks more like that, but it really works on the Starcaster. Um, I, I'm I'm really into the color range of these. I love the EMG style SQR active humbuckers, simplified controls as well, where where you get sort of individual, um, you know, volume and tone on the classic player. You just get a master volume, master tone, and a three way. Ice blue metallic. Ice blue metallic. Is the, oh, it's it's the other color. So flat black. Wow. Surf pearl. Oh, ice blue metallic. Flat black. Flat black as well. I just, for a metal band, do you know what I mean? Well, like, totally. So and, cool. and like I say, I mean, it's going to split opinion because a lot of people say, "Well, you know, this guitar's mad enough. Why are you making it so mad?" I think, why not? I, well, That's first of all, yeah, I, I agree. Why not? Secondly, I think people like. Uh, Jim Root, people like Ben Wyman. I think yes. they've kind of changed the conversation about what a metal guitar can be. Yeah, metal guitars don't have to sort of, you know, look like weird, shiny sort of space. Well, I just things. think, you know, it does just sometimes you need a, you need, it needs a, a big name like that to kind of change the conversation. Yeah. I, and I do think that's what's happened. I and I could if- quite easily see 
you know, Jim Root or yeah. John Five or or Ben Wyman or someone like that using one of these. Well, Jim point. Root's had every other guitar shape. Oh, well, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. But um, I, I'd love to see a signature model. I'd love to see this range now kind of continue and expand. I think the the contemporary. What can you stuff, do? Oh, you mean contemporary? <laughs> yeah, the, I, right, I mean okay. the contemporary stuff specifically. It's as in I feel like the Squire contemporary series offended like dipping their toes in the sort of modern active metal area, which is something they've they've tried before with that um, the Chinese series of Fenders, the modern, modern player. players. Was that what they were called? Yeah, we mentioned those again earlier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah how about that? But um, yeah, it was kind of what they were doing with some of those. They were just trying stuff and then you know seeing if it worked and then running with it if it did and not if it didn't. I'd love to see these like this sort of active, uh, sort of modern metal pickup style guitars expand into a whole range of of Fender stuff. Well, again. you know, you heard it here first. Hey. Eight eight string Starcaster coming uh, coming <laughs> dream. summer summer now twenty twenty. That the dream. is that is absolutely uh, the dream. Right. Um, oh, where do okay. We, where do we go? I oh, guess no, the, you've got more stuff. Well, I guess there's two other ranges that we should probably touch on very briefly, just because I think it's the core range. I think uh, we're going we're to be doing more news in the Patreon this well, week yeah, as well because there's too much. So, so um, for the, penultimately, Tone Master. Yes. The Tone Master oh. Amps. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. So I didn't read too much of these because okay. it sounded complicated and I figured you'd tell me on the podcast. <laughs> what? What is happening here? Okay. Why, why are Fender making digital amps that don't look like digital amps? Because do you know the big problem with digital amps? What? They look like digital amps. Yeah, they look they like don't katanas, look, they, don't they? They and don't look like... very good looking. They don't yeah. look like... Well, actually, I think the katana is probably... Uh, katana looks great. An I outlier in, in that, but... Oh, I, right. I, I might still change the grill cloth, but I think it looks good as is. Uh, but enough. basically, one of the things that's really put people off, I mean, in my experience, going for these sort of things is they don't always look great. Right. And what... Uh, the Tone Master ranges is a twin and a deluxe that are essentially digital modeling amps. But rather than having loads of options like a Kemper or like a Helix or like a Katana even, all the processing power is uh, put, pumped into making one amp and making it really, really good. Oh, r- right. So, so this isn't even the same software that was turning up on the Mustang GT. It is not, no. It's right. it's completely different. Because I thought they were rehoused GTs at they, first, and then I saw the price tag, and I was like, oh, that, that there must be something more here. Yeah, so basically it's the same uh, It's the same chassis and the same control plate as a Deluxe and as a 65 Twin. Right. So there's no digital screen or anything? No, there's no digital screen. That's cool. It, it just... It, when you look at it, the only difference, the only discernible difference between a uh, Tone Master Deluxe and a 65 Deluxe is the fact that this has a little badge on it that says Tone Master, I which I think you can take off. <laughs> uh, so it's unofficially. Uh, unofficially. I mean, do what you want. And then come speak to me when you need a new. No, don't do that. Uh, so they are, um, yeah, they're, they're the same control plates. They are machined in the same, they're machined in the factory, in the Corona factory. Uh, along with the rest of the amps, it's right. just they don't have any valves in them. They don't have a big um, output transformer in them. Right. It's completely digital. The chassis itself is super lightweight um, marine birch ply. I, I actually, I, I actually think it's a better cabinet than so. the sixty fives because it's it's a lighter, more durable wood. So what you're offering is a super reliable 
lightweight version of an existing product. And are, are they yeah. modelled specifically then just after the products that they're imitating? Yes. There is no... There's because because that seems to be the, to me like one of the obvious things that you do when you when you make a, a digital amp, uh, what you you lose, uh, you lose your valves, but what you gain is versatility. Yeah, but you're not gaining that here. No, you're you're just gaining. Well, you're gaining versatility in so far as uh, the one of the big problems with a twin is that it is really really loud. Yeah. And you can't get it to a gigable volume. So one of the things that that I found really interesting watching the footage and watching the coverage of this is uh, people talking about all the amps that Twins have been on. So, right. for example, the first Sex Pistols record was... All was, the records that Twins have been on. Yeah, what did I say? Amps. All the records, <laughs> like, sorry. What? All, all, sorry, all the records that Twins have been on. So, for example, the first Sex Pistols record was a twin turned all the way up. Right. And <laughs> the problem is, is no, like, have you, I've, I've worked in a guitar shop for 10 years. I never heard a twin turn the whole way up. I've yeah, put on gigs not, for, yeah. I've been going to gigs for 20 years. I've never heard a twin turned all the way up. It's too loud. When you turn a twin up, it sounds amazing. It sounds absolutely amazing. <laughs> so, so there's attenuation now. So yeah, basically there's attenuation in there. There's also uh, the ability to switch between, there's, there's two IRs loaded in there, or, or you can upload your own. Um, so there's XLR out. You've right, got the so the speakers for, as well are an FRFR. Uh, no, they're not FRFR. No, the right, speaker. There's no cab modelling going on, I imagine. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's using the proper speaker. It's using right. the speakers. So basically, and I don't know the ins and outs of how it all works, but the uh, the 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 digital stuff is going on in the brain, and then it gets fed through to the <laughs> okay, professor. <laughs> it gets fed through to the speaker, but you can change the speaker if you wanted to. And right. the speaker that's in there is a lightweight Celestian uh, Neo speaker right but you could swap that out and stick a uh green back in there I see. and it would respond in the same way that uh that uh a deluxe would if you put a green back in there it's definitely it's a really interesting it's, it's a i tell you what it's an odd product i tell you the thing to do is is I watch the hear it. well i would definitely recommend so anderton's did actually a really good video on it and what they did was they had two deluxes and two twins behind them and they were and they didn't know which was which. They covered up the badges and everything. Right. And they played through and they tried to... That's cool. They like yeah, let that's... you guess what it was. Right. And basically, all the reaction I've seen on the Guitar Nerds group is everyone got it wrong. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it really does sound great. And the thing is, is it weighs... They weigh half the amount. Yeah, that's cool. So that's very it's, cool. It, you know, and like I said in the group, these, they're totally going to split opinion. A bu- lots of people are going to be bored of me talking about it already, right. and I get that. Lots of people are all about valves, and that's totally fine. I've, you know, that's no dramas. You can still buy a sixty-five deluxe. You can still buy a twin. Yeah, you're not. Dis- it's not replacing anything. No, no, it's no. Just an extra. It's, it's just offering an option for someone who wants that sound but wants it in 2019. So yeah. wants the convenience and portability. Fair enough. Of, I, I would have. I'm surprised it's not been released in like. A, I guess a full series like if you're going to do it like you know every every Fender amp now also available as a, a digital yeah thing. but I mean that's kind of just a bit overkill isn't it I like, guess so and real, realistically do you need to do a lightweight version of a Blues Junior yeah yeah, yeah you know you need right. the lightweight twin because people want a twin but they don't want to carry yeah, it around to carry a twin yeah, yeah in the right. same I mean, like, I bought, well, I've told, told, told this story a bunch of times but I bought a twin and I took it to one gig and on the drive home from the gig, I <laughs> went back to the shop and dropped it back off because I didn't want to carry it home. Yeah. 
you know so yeah, it's yeah. um yeah i'm i'm genuinely interested in these cool. i think i think they'll be i think they'll be very cool interesting um but yes enough of me talking about that the real exciting stuff oh my god there's more is the pedals okay all right. Oh, are we not okay for time? No, no, no. We're going to do an extended episode because I want to get more of this stuff in. Okay. And again, I'm just going to blitz through these real quick. So let's go. Can we break here. up the pedals quickly? And I ask Mark Packham about sure. something else because it's got a better segue. Well, why way. don't we? Why don't we do pedals in the Patreon? Because we've done quite a lot of Fender. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right, Mark. I want to talk to you about um, about speaking. Oh, yeah. I, I want to do the segue. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, of amplifiers that don't have valves in, talk to me about electro harmonics foray into amplification. You say foray, um, but this, this is a reissue. The amp that they've released is actually yeah. yes, a, re- a reissue. So the Dirt Road Special uh, guitar amp, uh, originally released in the 1970s, um, but upgraded to modern spec uh, and a beefed up mechanical design for rugged durability. Crikey. Is how they're selling it. Um, so. It's a um, all transistor amp, forty watts, uh, twelve inch speaker. Um, it has a. Um, oh, it's a lovely little combo. It's, yeah, it looks fantastic. I mean, it's pretty like boxy. It's oh, very it's, basic it's, and boxy. Yeah, shaped. it's not particularly um, kind of flamboyant in design. It is just a black box with so, the electronics. But on that note, on the note of simplicity, I love yeah. the fact that they've gone like uh, tone shaping on it, EQ on it, just a master tone. Yeah, and then an additional tone control to that i think they called it bite which yes. is just upper harmonics yeah um oh lovely so almost like the like a presence um, control yeah like that presence control no what was it called on the pv stuff it wasn't called presence it was grit called, mm. no it was called no, something else um but yeah the idea is yeah you just basically get a kind of a bit more control over the top end um but one of the key things is um it's got a holy grail built in holy grail max holy grail max so you've got spring plate hall and reverse reverb included in the amp um and that's it really there's not a huge amount to say those reverbs are controllable via a foot switch as yep. well and yep. you can you, it's a double foot switch so you can turn the reverb on and off and you can scroll through the types of reverbs yes. um it it just looks like a great little product the demo that i heard really good i mean the demos were pretty much off the kind of show floor so always difficult to uh, to know yeah um but yeah i'm into it electronics do this occasionally they just release like a product that's aside from the pedals and you're like yeah that's cool i'm into it like when they did like the valve rack gear and stuff like that it's like oh they did a really expensive compressor they didn't did they it's like my one a i think it was something called, like that it was, M- it was enormous money it was, it was like, like two grand i think it was more than that actually i think it was I've, the figure i've got in my head is three grand um these certainly aren't that much money but i actually don't have the price here have you got it anyway? no no i no. was looking for it as well actually when i was uh, writing something yeah on it earlier. I, I can't imagine Couldn't these find one i can't imagine these are going to be a huge amount but they seem super cool um and yeah, just something a bit different, you know. I think they've just they want something that's going to sound great when you plug a load of pedals into it, and uh, yeah. this most certainly will. That's that's what they're saying. Like it's designed, you know, clean pedal platform, but um, you know, sounds great on its Todd. And with that reverb built in, like what you've got is a clean, sparkly, spanky amplifier and a really revered reverb. All all kind of yeah. I love it. I hope it's reasonably priced. I assume it will be. Yeah, I think. I don't think. I mean, think about the pedals. They're not yeah. a lot of money, yeah. are they? I think the amp's probably going to go down the same uh, route. Sticking with electroharmonics for a moment, we never got around to talking about the tri parallel mixer. Oh, yeah. They're. Their sort of foot pedal mixer thing. Yeah, it's so like, it's like a A B Y. It's like an A B C, really, but yeah. it's A B C, but with loops. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm I'm really into the idea of it. I think it sounds fantastic, and I actually I think I'm going to I think I'm going to buy one. Oh really? So basically, what you've got is three loops controlled by one pedal that has got three switches on there, um, and you've got volume individual volume for each of the loops plus i think input and output volume right so you know super super controllable so you can get everything balanced if you're using loads of weird pedals uh it allows you to bring in the pedals in parallel hence try parallel mixer Uh or you can uh have it set up so that it will switch between so when you turn one on the other one will turn off oh that's very useful. you can use it to control multiple amps as well so you can switch split your signal off but the thing that i'm really into is the fact that you can blend in the signal uh with your clean tone as well so it'll keep your if you want it to it'll keep your clean tone yes, separate that is what you want that yeah. is what you want so the the thing that's really caught my imagination with this is my um harmonic percolator yeah. i absolutely love but it's so destructive it's so destructive and and it whenever you turn it on it just kind of dominates the sonics of the of the sound and for the stuff that i do which is you know kind of punchy mid uh, mid period, mid mid tone bass. Um, I don't want it to be completely destructive, but I do want that kind of bonkers uh, harmonic percolator in there sometimes. So what I want to do is have that in a loop alongside my standard drive pedal, so that I can kick it in when I want to, but it doesn't dominate and Absolutely. you don't lose all of the the low end and and mid range, which yeah. which I'm all about. Very cool. I think it, I think it's a fantastic piece of kit, and I'm sure that you know if I had an an ESA or maybe an MS3, it would do that. But I I just think this is great, yeah. really really cool, and utilitarian. I mean, you know, utility pedals, it's what I'm all about. Like, <laughs> I don't want anything that actually makes any sound. It I would just want, count as an accessory, I, just I suppose. Want, yeah, in, absolutely. In a, in a that shop, is exactly yeah. it. It's an accessory. <laughs> um, okay, so one more product before we uh, before we wrap up. Um, Game Changer Audio. Yes. And Jack White, one of, the, one of the coolest sort of, you know, weird effects guys to make it in the mainstream. Jack White and his record label, Third Man Records, have teamed up with Game Changer Audio, who, of course, are, you know, the wackiest, craziest effects pedal companies come out in a while, of course, with their 2017 Plus pedal was their, their sort of big, you know, explosion onto the scene. And, yeah. of course, last year they introduced the, uh, the Plasma Coil, um, which was their sort of distortion stroke fuzz pedal, which uh, it had a you know a bolt of electricity that I believe was conducting three and a half thousand volts worth of electricity through the pedal, and that's that's how it kind of created its uh, drive sound. Well, I was going to say it was the only thing I saw at that modular festival that I knew what it actually did. Oh, really? Because I saw the rack mounted <laughs> version. I saw the modular version. Of I was course. like, I know that. Okay, yeah, I understand that bit. Don't know what anything else does. Uh, that that is, of course, they did that rack mount version as well. Well, um, they've they've teamed up with Jack White and uh, Third Man Records to release another version of this. So this um, this is now the what do they call it? They call it the Plasma Coil Octave Fuzz because that's the edition. It has Jack Jack White, very known for his sort of high octave super fuzzness. Um, they have fuzzness. Fuzzness. They have changed the blend control on the uh, on the plasma coil for um, a rotary control that's giving you access to uh, multiple the third man records back catalog 
<laughs> I really want to listen to that new Hives record. Yeah, they, they released the Hives. Yeah, yeah they do. Really? Yeah. that in. Yeah, they do. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Chat White's got taste. But yeah, so um, so you've got uh, access to different uh, types of octave on that third control instead of a blend. So it is always full octave fuzz. The best thing about this is, of course, you have Jack White doing the demo videos for it. So it's oh, absolutely really? bonkers. <laughs> yeah, just, well, it's just a track that he's recorded with the drummer from Raconteurs. Actually, I don't think it's the drummer from Raconteurs. I couldn't quite see, but I think it was the other guitarist from Raconteurs okay. playing drums. Okay. But he's playing drums standing up. Um, yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's very cool. I so, need to watch this but video. But Jack White's just making the craziest noises you've ever heard. It sounded fantastic. It sounded like the maddest octave fuzz. Like, no octave fuzz had sounded this bonkers before. But, of course, how do you judge when someone like Jack White is, sure. is playing it? Like, it, it might well be very tame. But it sounded, it sounded incredible. And... Um, um, available in black or yellow, uh, which is interesting. Weirdly, the yellow one is $50 more. Is it? Yeah, $300 <laughs> for the black one or $350 for the yellow one. If it's knowing, think- knowing Jack White and kind of the the if third man records are involved it's probably kind of a limited yeah, yeah. Wow. it's like yeah. coloured vinyl y- yellow, you know I mean? yellow is the third man that's their color. like aesthetic yeah. It? Yeah. Right. Um, but you can only purchase it through the the third man records website as well only available for, for pre-order at the moment as well interesting um, but very uh, really cool and, and I think great for game changer because there's such a I know they're, they're obviously in most large shops now but there's still such a small company only yeah only three four years ago and i think what a wonderful thing to get to hook up with someone like jack totally Martin, totally like this out. what a what a super cool pedal anyway that that does kind of bring us up for time on this week's regular episode of the guitar Nets podcast we'll continue over on the patreon and we'll do um we'll do the rest of these the awesome releases from summer nam 2019 there uh, you can support us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. $5 a month gets you the Patreon episode plus all of our uh, other bonus stuff. And $10 a month makes you an executive producer and gets your name read out in one breath by me. <clears throat> is there some more names on here? There, There is. We got, we got an extra you... one. Okay. We got an extra one, but we we lost one. So it's the same amount. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping that I'm still going to sort of uh, make it there by the skin I guess of my it teeth. depends on how many. An extra the... syllable. It's an extra it syllable. Is an extra... I, I, I like, how, I like how you've out. checked that. Okay, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> here's, uh, here's your money's worth, everyone. Mirren Peters, Stuart Robson, Jeffrey Works, Joshua Mitchell, Christian London, and John Pearson, John Mayer, slowly burning in a dancing room, Zach Melton, Keith Adams, Steve Ferguson, Eric Plough, Christopher Franklin, Andy Joyce, John Anglin, Adam Rice, Chris, Jack Cutmore, Robert Cousins, Rob Cruz, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Abaddon, Arnie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Hench, Rob Rod, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, Amy James, Baker, Juan Carrera, Aaron Sherman, Blake Juan, and Andrew Goody, Jamie Camp, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lawson, Hans Arms, Robert Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rod Nordic, Duncan Watson, Ed Bradley, Steve Michael, TJ Mark Ross, Michael McRae, Carlos Mancha, Andy McKenzie, Brad Rage, Blair Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Moo Gromit, Phil Thompson, Adrian Dyke, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Scott Kane, Sean Over, Christopher Wilber, Chopperson. That was the reason that I stopped doing the song in the background. I was like, I think Joe's going to die. You can follow us on Instagram and one, Twitter. One at more Guitar is going to get him. Yeah, that's all we really, need. One more ten dollar really pay. I tell you what, I'm actually the, spots. the thing that the thing I think is very impressive is how you are able to like actually compose yourself and jump back in so quickly. Oh, thank you. 
Yeah, that means a lot. Thanks. Because it is quite a task. <laughs> you know, all the oxygen just disappearing from your blood. I don't use it that much. It's okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Guitar Nerds. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. And watch our videos on youtube.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. Don't do it. That's it for us this week. We'll be continuing over on the Patreon for more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.